Hey everyone, this is Eric, and welcome to the CBC Podcast Behind the Pulpit. This Sunday, we continued our series called Kings as we make our way through First and Second Samuel. And I talked about the story of David and Goliath. Today, I'll be joined by Brandon to discuss the message. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening. All right, I am here with Brandon. Brandon, welcome. Hey, how's it going? All right, so um, this past Sunday, we covered, uh, you know, I, I talked about David and Goliath. And before we get too much into the detail, we've kind of, it's been three weeks now, and we've covered just kind of the, the large, big picture of kind of where we're headed that you talked about. Uh, Donna talked about, you know, I think just kind of saw the upside down king. Uh, we got into David and Goliath this Sunday. So I just kind of want to get your thoughts kind of like big picture wise. What do we what have we seen so far in terms of kind of the big picture, the main idea, um, kind of how you started off highlighting uh, big crown, little crown. Yeah. But just from your perspective, kind of seeing as the narrative is beginning to unfold, um, where we're at, where are we in terms of the big picture? What have we seen so far? Right. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you did a really good job of capturing that this past Sunday in that, like, ultimately, when you, as we walk through this part of the narrative, it's all just contrast between Saul mm-hmm. and David. And, and the author is so intent on, like, posing these two guys and saying, all right, Look at how Saul is. Look at how David yeah. is, and um, and at the at the end of the day, like there's a lot of reasons why Saul fails, why Saul is rejected, mm-hmm. and why David succeeds, and and why he's a man after God's own yeah. heart. But I mean, I think I think you captured it well on Sunday. It's just kind of that that perspective towards who God is, and you know what what David's role is, and I do think like the big crown, little crown thing, like. Saul wanted to wear the big crown. Mm-hmm. David was willing to wear the little crown. It is helpful, but it's it's also an oversimplification. Mm. And so at this point, I think like just thinking about that diagram I drew, if you were there on that Sunday, that's the simplest way mm-hmm. of looking at it, right? Like, yeah. okay, like David understands that God is king and mm-hmm. that his role is, you know, to reign under God. But I think you realize how how much there is to that. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think yeah. that's an important thing at, at this point to kind of recognize is that acknowledging God as the big crown, there's so much in terms of what we believe about who God is, what we believe about ourselves, what we believe about our role, what we believe about other people that factors into that. Mm-hmm. And so it, I, I think you did a good job of balancing. Look, like there's all these factors. And at the end of the day, it's kind of a simple choice but there's like a lot of simple choices yeah. that we have to make. And as we make those choices, God gets elevated to the big crown through those choices. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's rare where we can just say, okay, I'm going to choose to make God the big crown. Yeah, It's like, no, no, no. It's, it's choosing to recognize, you know, the, the God perspective of, you know, who I am and, and mm-hmm. what God has done. It's, it's choosing to, you know, be humble. It's choose, you know, it's it's all yeah. these different things. Yeah, and I think that's what we see. The, I think those two messages back to back. It was cool because mm-hmm. you just see it on the negative side and saw on the positive side with David. Um, so I, I think that's definitely there. I would also just say, like, you know, like we've kind of talked about, 
we don't want to get so lost in the big themes that we just miss out on mm. like I, and i'm i'm guilty of this like of missing out on like these are just things that happened mm-hmm. you know and the author has a a thing that you know he wants us to learn and truths about god and, and theology that are there but also it's just like it's just the beginning of, of David's story. And yeah. it's, it's kind of cool to see um, who he's becoming mm-hmm. and how his story starts. And because he's so pivotal, I think that, you know, where we got to this past week and, and beginning to see his rise is, is a cool part of the story. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, uh, like you said, I think the big crown, little crown doesn't capture everything, but it's good to keep pointing back to it, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've talked to, you know, a few people and I think it just, it's it is something to kind of hold in front of us as we walk through it. So right. It's not everything, but in that context, I think it adds a lot of clarity of what's going on here. Mm-hmm. You know, so just having that language to be able to communicate, this is what David's doing. This is where his heart is at. Yeah, um, the big crown, the little crown, Saul. So I, I think it's been really good to kind of use that as a guide. You yeah. know, like I said, it doesn't communicate everything, like you said, but as a guide to be able to kind of a template to kind of like as we're walking through to, to as we look at Saul, as we look at David, um, to be able to kind of hold that up in front of us. Yeah. It's really helpful. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. Like, and as I said, like, it's not everything, but like I've been, I've been surprised by how, how much kind of that, that imagery and that language has been helpful. It was, like I knew it would be, and I, I, I mean, yeah. I, I drew yeah. it on, of course, a, it was know, on be a piece helpful. of paper. paper. <laughs> but I do think it's it's like you realize, like, things can get so complicated sometimes when we mm-hmm. talk about scripture and these these big themes, and sometimes we have to recognize the simplicity of it. Yeah, and, and when we do, it's like ah, oh, like it's a cool thing to to kind of latch yeah. on to. Um, yeah, how'd you feel? How'd you feel coming out of the message this um, past week? Yeah, I had a lot of fun with that passage. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it was definitely challenging, you know. But there's, yeah, I think because the author is is kind of like look at Saul, look at David, yeah, you know, and and walking you through that. I, it, it was, I mean, just for my own kind of like devotion side of it, it was really rewarding, good to kind of just spend time in there and just kind of immerse yourself in the stories and you know just trying to like visualize the the individuals the Saul the David as much as like you know so I think that part was um like I enjoyed that part Mm. and it was a fun kind of walking through it um I think coming you know being able to give the message coming out of it um you know I felt I felt good about it but I think the question you know is always like are the main points being connected because there's so much story yeah. And I, I do yeah. enjoy the details. And I like pointing things out, um, you know, and finding that balance, like you mentioned, where like, hey, there's just things happen the author wants you to know. Yeah. So I want to, you know, be faithful to that and have fun with it and just bring it to light. But at the same time, to not get so muddled in the detail yeah. that we lose sight of the big picture. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that's always a question when you come out of a message. Your, yeah. your, your intent is to do those well. Um, but I think coming out of it, uh, I just, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think talking to some people like, yeah, I think it was, it was overall is good. I felt good. And you just, 
are hopeful and, and you know you pray that okay god i hope you spoke to yeah. individuals yeah, through it yeah. you know but there's always you know yeah. there's always that little bit of uncertainty after you know you yeah. you close in prayer you sit down and you're like <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah how'd it go <laughs> <laughs> no i think you struck that balance really well and i was like I was super impressed because it's such a familiar passage, mm. but I felt like there was so much fresh insight and not in a way that was forced, but just like, I think you walked us through the passage in a way that it's like, oh, this, it it doesn't feel like, okay, come on. Like we mm. already know this. Mm. So I was kind of going to ask you like, yeah. what's your approach when you take on a passage? Like okay, everybody, like literally everyone, people who don't, ever go to church know the story of david and Goliath. yeah is that exciting to you because you get to like you know look for kind of you know new insight mm-hmm. is that scary because it's like i don't know how i'm <laughs> yeah. gonna make this interesting yeah. how do you approach that kind of message yeah i think you my i mean it's hard not to initially feel like okay this is gonna be hard mm-hmm. it's the same story everybody knows it um, you obviously don't want to offend the the one person who doesn't know it, but <laughs> yeah. you're literally like everybody knows yeah. this story. So I think a lot of it is so my initial you know approach is just kind of what we're taught. You're just reading the story, kind of big context. So yeah. just kind of going through First Samuel, the, all the First Samuel, and just kind of reading it, and then you kind of narrow it down into the passage that we're going to teach on. Yeah. And I think with this one, because I didn't have like it, you know, you want to be able to teach something new. But yeah. I'm not expecting it. So as I'm just reading through it, I think you're, I'm just reading it and just asking questions. I think that's always like the f- fun, interesting part for me is like starting off before we get into the commentaries and just like jotting notes of just questions that come to mind. Yeah. You yeah. know, so, um, you know, in, in a story with David and Goliath, it's... Um, you know, you're just reading it. And it's like, okay, Goliath's tall. He's big. Why is the author giving us so much detail? You know, um, like what's David thinking yeah. <laughs> when he's like, I could take him, you know, <laughs> just stuff that we might know the answer, but just kind of what are the questions that come to mind? Mm. And then I think as I'm reading it, stuff begins to come out where I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, I didn't know like the whole 40 days twice a day <laughs> Goliath challenging <laughs> Israelites running. Yeah. So when I read that, like every time he challenged, they fled. Yeah. It's like, wait, I love the visual by the way. Okay. Of them fleeing. Like, that was like one of my favorite parts. <laughs> <laughs> so I think those are things that are, you know, for me, I enjoy that part of it, trying to approach it just as a, you know, a bystander in that situation. Like if I yeah. could immerse myself in that period and I was there, and I'm listening to it, like, what are the things that are coming to mind? You know, like, yeah. how does Israel run back and forth <laughs> 80 times? Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of the initial approach is just kind of asking any question that comes to mind and not yeah. feeling like it's a dumb question. I mean, it's just me, so. Right. <laughs> um, but kind of giving myself that that luxury to just ask whatever. Yeah. And then that helps then when we go into the commentaries and start doing the research trying to obviously listen to what the commentator is saying and go, okay, what are they saying? But also trying to find the answers to those questions. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of times um, it's just interesting for me personally, but a lot of times things will come out that maybe yeah. I, I didn't see before or, or those things. So it doesn't always happen. 
you yeah. know what I mean? I'm getting ready for this Sunday and <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's where it is like, I mean, God's just been, it was cool because as we're, you know, you're talking about David, who's just for God's glory and just confident God's ability, whatever happens. And it was kind of very timely for me preparing that and saying, you know, when it comes to messages and our ministry, yeah. the attitude has to be the same, you know, like, right. okay, God, like I just trust you do the best we can and however you're going to work yeah you, you know you're okay with that so yeah, yeah. Uh, there's definitely that component of it that's always hard for us as speakers hard for me um but yeah you, know, you see god's faithfulness every time yeah so it's, it's really good yeah hard hard to have that perspective on like friday afternoon <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. it's like that's like sunday afternoon it's like oh yeah all for your glory god but yeah friday, it's like oh my goodness yeah <laughs> saturday afternoons are worse for me because yeah. you're starting to hit the panic button <laughs> <laughs> saturday afternoon i'm like you know what there's not that much more i can do i'm yeah. gonna start uh not worrying about this yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah you know i think like those passages are so cool because i mean i felt that way in yours is just you know, and this isn't a knock against, you know, Sunday school or, or children's ministry or mm -hmm. whatever, but I always feel like whenever I take one of those, especially these like Old Testament narratives, and I felt that in Exodus, I felt that in Joshua, there's like the immediate story moral, mm -hmm. you know, like David and Goliath. Well, you know, it's not about how big you are. Yeah. And then when, but then when you really study it and you're looking at it in the context of this larger story yeah. of what God's doing and you know you have all this background information like man there's always I always feel like especially with the familiar ones it's mm -hmm. like, oh this is so cool like like you said I didn't know this and I didn't I never noticed that before and mm -hmm. wow there's way more happening here mm -hmm. than I realized like even what, like the the thing you shared and like you know I had studied this for putting together the series mm -hmm. and I, I just never caught this before but the whole like like Saul was kind of the counterpart to Goliath right like yeah. Saul was the one that was a head yeah. taller and Saul was the one with all this armor like I'd never ever caught that or heard that that I remember at least mm -hmm. and that was like oh like that's so cool and that like to me as I'm listening to the message that just unlocks this whole new perspective towards the contrast between David and Saul yeah. and it makes the passage that much richer. Mm -hmm. So even something like that, mm. which doesn't feed immediately into like the end of the message, you know, that's yeah. kind of a, the beginning insight. Yeah. It just changes the whole flow of what this passage is about. Yeah. And so like that was, that was cool. Like that like mm. blew my mind. And so did you, did you see that on your own? Did you read that on a commentary? Not yeah, I think one of the commentators kind of pointed that out of like the, uh, yeah, that was definitely commentary. It, it wasn't yeah. from the initial text, yeah. you know, of just um, connecting those like, oh yeah, Saul was tall too. Yeah. Um, you know, and then the, the whole armor part because the story. So part of it is, in, I think part of it is because we're going into it with this bigger picture. Yeah. And knowing like the author's communicating Look at Saul, look at David. Yeah. What's the difference? A big part of it was that too. Like the commentator mm -hmm. mentioned the Saul stuff, so it's not like I pulled that out of <laughs> thin air. But to really look at the earlier chapters before we even get into David, right. and say, what is the author trying to tell us about Saul? Yeah. You know, and um, I think the, the fear component 
you kind of look back and you go, that's, that's always been there. The insecurity's mm-hmm. always been there. Um, and I think what was kind of striking to me was it's not until David and Goliath that you really see the cost of that. Mm, yeah. You know, like up until that point, and we, I think we talked about last week of like, I kind of feel bad for Saul. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude didn't ask to be king. He didn't ask to be handsome, tall. Like, we all kind of want to be that. <laughs> he gets put in this position. He disobeys, you know, one time. Mm. And he loses it. Right. And God's like, you're done. And in a vacuum, just looking at those chapters, you're kind of like, it's debatable. Like, at the end of the day, disobedience is disobedience. So God can do whatever he wants. He's sovereign. Yeah. But I think when I got to the David and Goliath part and recognizing, like, oh, my gosh. 40 days, you know, well, well, one mm. Saul's supposed to be the guy who fights him. Yeah. And then 40 days, that's he so runs yeah. and he hides, right? And you go, that's the cost of fear. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. I think um, that was really convicting to me mm-hmm. of like how big fear is yeah. and how unfaithful fear is. Yeah. If that's, that's, is that a right way to say it? But, right. you know, where I think a lot of times, Fear and humility, you can you can easily lump it together. Yeah. And be like, well, I'm just humble. Yeah. 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 Right. And I think it, at least in the story of Saul and fear, it's the what it communicates is a lack of trust, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of going, wow, like fear is a, a pretty big act of dis- disobedience. Yeah. Well, that's interesting too, because it's like humility. If if you were gonna look at like Saul through like rose colored mm-hmm. lenses, it's like. Well, at least he's humble. Yeah. But I like the way you framed it at the end of the message. It's like when you look back at the story and you realize how fearful he is, it's like it's actually not humility. Yeah. It mm-hmm. it really is just kind of fear throughout the way that you can kind of be generous yeah. and, and interpret it as humility. And I think, yeah, you did a good job connecting that to us. It's like, yeah, like there's <laughs> I, I don't know to ask that yeah. question because I think we're again, we're a church and we're a culture that's good at being humble Mm -hmm. but at what point at what point is humility just a way of disguising the fact that we're all scared yeah for sure um there was there was a line that i I was gonna include and i I decided not to and i don't and i think i was it was just the tone of it i wasn't sure but like oftentimes like our quote-unquote humility is a mask to doubt and disbelief, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. so like we're afraid, we're insecure. Like, who am I? I I'm not, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not me. Those are for those people. I'm not gifted. Like it's a front yeah. to ultimately doubting and disbelieving God. Right. And you see that in Saul in mm-hmm. David. Right. And, um, in just the cost of that, like, okay, Saul 40 days doesn't step up, right? What are the things that we miss out on? Yeah. What are the opportunities in front of us that God's saying, like, I've chosen you. I've chosen you for this. Yeah. Called you for this. I'm about to back you in this, but you don't believe me. Mm. So you don't move, right? Like, we don't see those things, right? Yeah. Like, even in the passage, it's not obvious that the Saul part. Right. What's yeah. obvious is David stepped up and mm. did it. But prior to that, you know, and I think even kind of in our life, we see the Davids all around us and people stepping out in faith. And we're like, oh, praise God for those people. But how often are we maybe the Saul's 
who mm-hmm. didn't step into it. Yeah, yeah. Because of doubt and disbelief, you know. Yeah, yeah. I loved how you acknowledged that, you know, for yourself and like kind of that like, because I do, I, I do think that like when I read that story, like as much as I admire David, mm-hmm. it's kind of like if you were there, and and you kind of hear the brothers like, dude, like. Sit, sit down kid. Yeah, yeah. you know like who do you think you are right yeah. and, and i just think about like in my life you know if i'm just just kind of observing right mm-hmm. i'm always like i think just naturally kind of drawn to the person who's very like oh no 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 like I, you know the the, the yeah. quote unquote humble person mm-hmm. and that person who's like i got this guy's like yeah this dude mm-hmm. and obviously you know you have to be careful with your motive yeah but there is something audacious about David mm-hmm. that I think we just culturally shy away from so often. Yeah. But that's like, you know, you look at these dudes who, you know, in scripture who, who did, you know, going back to Joshua, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. it, it, guys like that, who it's just audacious, crazy, like ir- irrational at times kind of faith and um you know looking at where the church is now it's like that's kind of what's demanded of us mm-hmm. if we always kind of sit around like well let's just do what's prudent and yeah let's just kind of evaluate where we are and wh- who wh- what what gifts i have yeah you're probably not going to ever do anything mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and i yeah. think it's easy to get caught in that but like to like shift that mindset to yeah. david and like yeah really believe that i can do this because god is this god Mm -hmm. man like that's a challenge yeah 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 i mean i totally agree and i mean like i shared i mean and i think i've i've noted this for a while is how much i resonate with saul Mm -hmm. just paralyzed by fear so tall and good looking (laughs) and oh my goodness i wouldn't mind the wealth part (laughs) the rich dad part I, i don't have that part um, but you know, just like he's paralyzed by fear. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, like I shared on Sunday, like I know what that feels like, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but I think the, you know, the thing I mentioned on Sunday and, and part of what was, you know, I think very hopeful in this mm-hmm. is the component of like, we can't flip a switch and be David all of a sudden, Yeah. but there are things David is doing that has become second nature. It's become but it's it is very tangible like what do you yeah. choose to dwell on mm-hmm. right like and that was something very practical for me just kind of in just pre- preparing and just thinking about it it's just what do you think about yeah you know like you see the challenges and you're either going to dwell on the goliath the height you're going to dwell on the armor the you know the weaponry you're going to dwell on the shield and you you're going to talk yourself out of it yeah or you just dwell on what god can do what god has done Right. So that part to me was very like, you know, it's sometimes the challenge seems so big. They're like, well, we're not David. Yeah. You know, that's just not me. But the the practical things of like, no, but there are things that we can do. Yeah. Just something as simple as like, um, what do you choose to think about? So when you do see the Goliath, where does your mind go? And Mm -hmm. and that part um, I thought was just funny is like David literally doesn't see Goliath. He's not paying attention to any of the stuff that the author describes in the beginning. Right. Yeah. You know, uncircumcised <laughs> Philistine. That's it. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's not like you tall Philistine, you mighty Philistine, you strong. You got the weapons. He's just like, yeah. you know, and it's where his mind goes, where he's dwelling. Yeah. Thinking about. So that part is, I felt very hopeful in that. Like no matter where we are in our spectrum, Saul and David, you know, whatever fears we have, like it's not going to go away overnight, but there are very practical things. Yeah. Um, steps we can take that are, are like you said in the beginning of this podcast like small choices right that we make yeah you know when god wears the big crown what are the small choices we make and kind of what we think about yeah is a choice yeah yeah i mean like one of, and that's one of the things i hope people are getting out of like this series and just this you know long journey mm-hmm. as a whole it's like it's so cliche to say but it's it's so true is like these stories are the ones that we're meant to read to shape that yeah. whole how we see things and, mm-hmm. and how we view God. And I think our lack of just like immersion in this like biblical worldview yeah. and like stories like Exodus and Joshua and, and first mm-hmm. Samuel, just these pictures, you know, like to actually sit in these and say, this is what actually happened. Yeah. Like this is God saying to us, like, Hey, let me give you a picture of who I am. And like, you know, I, I think we have this tendency, right. To like view it as like, these are Bible stories Yeah, that like are meant, you know, again, to teach me morals about mm-hmm. how I'm supposed to live. But I think so much of it is just, these are experiences that, that we as God's people are meant to kind of just dive into. Yeah. And, and, and adopt as our own stories mm-hmm. of yeah. like, this is what God has done for someone just like me. This is how God has revealed himself. This is who yeah. he is. This is literally what he does. And I mean, I think that that's what shapes, you know, how we view that Goliath is like, yep. has, has our worldview and our mindset been shaped by like, I believe that God is this way. Yeah. And that defines how I look at my whole life, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's part of what I love about this. And I, I mean, I've already even started thinking about like long term mm. and just this whole journey of, you know, just, you know, just this new phase that we're on. It's like, you know, like once we're done in in two years with the Old Testament, yeah. we, we get through prophets and, and restoration and Malachi. It's like probably going to start over. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and, go, and go back to Genesis. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. whatever bible curriculum that we have yeah you know whatever our teaching looks like man i never want to walk away from these stories like it's been i mean just personally and devotionally and spiritually for me it's been really good and Mm -hmm. um i I feel like we're just kind of scratching the surface too and so total tangent but it's like oh man like total nerd moment of like man god's word is is so good Mm -hmm. and yeah man we (laughs) we gotta read our bibles yeah yeah, totally agree. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, I'm getting ready for this Sunday and kind of what you mentioned earlier, just seeing more and more like the whole God wearing the big crown. It's not just a theological statement or truth that we agree to. Like it is this like complete, full on heart posture yeah. towards God that it's either you have it or you don't. There's no back and forth. There's no on switch, off switch, Sunday versus Monday. Like you you either are there and it's fully him and your little crown and you're submitted, you know, you're sub- sub- surrendered to that reality mm-hmm. or you're not. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and I'm seeing that in David and we're going to see more of it this Sunday, you know, kind of like, uh, what that could look like, what that entails and just, you know, um, so I think that part is, is really standing out to me. And then like you mentioned, right? Like these stories are reading, they're not just to communicate a principle, right? Mm-hmm. Or a moral point, like, but it's to, to give you a, give us a picture. Yeah. This is what we're called to. This is the life we're called to live, invited to live. It's like yeah. we get to live. Yeah. Um, because I look at Saul and David and Saul's a perfect example of like when it matters most, principles ain't enough. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Like yeah, yeah, principles yeah. aren't going to get you to fight Goliath. Mm-hmm. You're going to look at Goliath and Saul knows the principle. Yeah. He's seen God come through. Yeah. He knows God can. Right. But it's just, it's like a principle, but his heart is somewhere else. So when push comes to shove. Yeah. You're going to follow your heart. You're not going to listen to the principle, right? Yeah. Whereas David is like, it's not just a principle, but his, his heart, his posture, everything is fully aligned, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's not just the battle because it's in front of everybody and everyone's watching now, right? But he eludes the fact he's always been this way. Yeah, yeah. Right? So when the lion grabbed the sheep, the, <laughs> the bear, bear grabbed the yeah. sheep, nobody's watching. Yeah. Right in that moment, it'd be so easy to be like, "That's just one sheep," <laughs> you know, like, yeah. "That's an acceptable yeah. cost <laughs> against the lion, against the bear." Right, yeah. but his whole posture and how he sees God and just that full-on trust and reliance, like, you know. So I think that part has been like huge for me personally, mm-hmm. and I pray that it's you know what our church is seeing as we're really journey through navigating. I think it's only gonna get clearer and clearer as we yeah. get into the next couple series. Um, and Hey, we want to rehash it again, but, um, you know, it's funny and maybe I'm just getting older too. And, uh, not just older, but I think it's just God just working of like, there was a season in my life where it was like, I want to, I want to walk with God and I want to serve him. I want to be faithful. Um, but I want to be cool too. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I want to be relevant. I want yeah. to be, and not that it, it, that stuff like doesn't matter at all. There's wisdom and there's, you know, yeah. but recognizing like, nah, it's not both. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's all like, you know, fully surrendered to God, you know, yeah. uh, and how we use what he's given us. There's discernment in there and we have to be wise about it. Yeah. But, just that it, it's not both it's not either or and i think in our culture it's so easy to try to do both yeah yeah and i think that's a challenge that we face a challenge our church faces you know it's like we think we can do both yeah and and we can't yeah i mean that's such a great example of the whole like the whole big crown little crown dynamic and how like it, it's so it's so easy for like things like that. And I completely resonate that. It's like, well, I, yeah, I'm no, I'm totally submitted to God. I, I love God. I'm all about God, but this is pretty important too. Yeah, yeah. And God will understand. And like, let me just like, I don't know. It's like, let me just preserve this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and just, and just hold on to it. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I felt the same way, right. That it's like those things, they can't, they just can't exist. It mm-hmm. can't stay there. Otherwise it's always going to be the thing you default to, you mm-hmm. know? And like, yeah. One of the things that I've been reading a lot is, 
I've been reading a lot of like N.T. Wright for all oh, this yeah. like mm-hmm. kind of like stuff that we're doing and, you know, his whole thing. And, and he frames it a little bit differently than we are. Um, and he he looks at like kind of the signature picture of sin as like like idolatry. Mm, yeah. And really, you know, the more I've been reading up on it, it's really basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. our tendency to want to wear the big crown and do things yeah. our way that leads us to ch- to worship these false things like whether it's coolness or money or yeah. you know relationships or whatever it's all us defining this is this is what's important to me yeah, yeah. but you see why it, it like it can't coexist because ultimately it leads us down the path of idolatry yep, it's, yeah whether it's worshiping ourselves or worshiping this idol it's basically the same thing yeah it's just i choose this over god mm-hmm. and Man, it turns out the Bible's right. And, you know, you can't serve two masters. You, know, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. really, really, really just yeah. can't. Jesus knew what he was talking about. And so it's like, yeah, it's it's heavy, but yeah. I mean, it's so true. Yeah, and that's kind of a little sneak preview. So if you're listening to this before Sunday, but, I mean, we see what happens with Saul when he tries to protect his little throne mm-hmm. and how it just turns everything upside down yeah you know and, yeah. and we're gonna see that and i think like you said uh and that's more true in our life than we want to think mm-hmm. yeah. um but yeah i mean it's been it's so good and i think that's um you know as pastors and as teachers i think that's one of the biggest blessings is like as we're preparing like we're learning too yeah you know yeah. And it's like convicting it's challenging but it's exciting and and i feel like uh uh, you know, I'm grateful for you leading us kind of down this path and really like challenging us. And because it's like, yeah, I mean, as we're reading, we're preparing, we're teaching, like it's growing more in awe, you know, of yeah. the word. And it's like, this yeah. is fun. This is awesome. Like totally. we're not just teaching material, but we're getting to like learn and, and be taught. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's exciting. Yeah. I think that all the time, you know, it's like, I mean, and I don't know what people's perspective towards us as pastors is but it's like i think sometimes there's this assumption of like well yeah of of course you guys are like that you guys are you Mm -hmm. guys are pastors you're like the super spiritual guys and to be honest i think it it has less to do with like we're not (laughs) we know us we're not any more spiritual or selfless or you know whatever than anyone Mm -hmm. else i think it's like the nature of our job forces us Mm to do all the things we call tell people they should do you know we're in scripture constantly and you have to wrestle with it to give a sermon on it in a way that like you know if you're doing it authentically right Mm -hmm. you're not just going to say some words you're going to think about it you're going to apply it to your life and it's going to start to shed some light on stuff that you didn't really want to shed light on yeah yeah and then you're gonna have to pray about it and you're gonna you know and like there's this whole journey that happens and i think that like i think the most profound ways i've grown is things that I've preached on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. maybe it shouldn't totally be that way, mm-hmm. but I think it's a it's a testament to like, man, like God's word is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And if you really go there and if you allow God to speak into it, stuff happens, man. Yeah, you yeah. know, and you kind of can't get away from it in, in, a, in an awesome, awesome mm-hmm. way. And so like, yeah, I think it's just an encouragement to people. Yeah, it's like, definitely. not to like put a burden, but like, mm-hmm. If you if you go there, God's gonna do stuff. And yeah, like, I think you and I both experienced that 
dozens if not hundreds of times yeah. over the past couple of years mm-hmm. it's just like oh man like as i'm learning and experiencing new things yeah shaping me that's such a great point because that's something that you know the teaching component this pre- preparing sermons like that's applicable to our situation it's so true but i think that principle of like you know for everybody regardless of where they're at there are opportunities to, to take a step of faith mm-hmm. in some arena, some area that, you know, God puts that opportunity in front of you. There's that inkling, but then there's just that fear, the insecurity. I can't do it. Yeah. And and we see that in David and in the story of David and Goliath and with Saul is like, you know, it's not until you take that step, you make that leap, you, you yeah. give it a shot mm-hmm. that God's faithfulness becomes even more evident, right? Yeah. And a lot of times that's how we learn. That's how we grow. Yeah. Same way we learn by committing to take the sermon, right? Like it's not like we're every single sermon is like, well, let me think about how comfortable I am on this topic. <laughs> we got to commit to it first. Yeah. And then as we take that step and begin to like work at it with the openness and, you know, God works, right? And then we yeah. come out the other end and it's like, oh God, like you're so faithful, you're so yeah. good. And we learned and we're blessed from it. Yeah. And I think, you know, we all have those op- opportunities. It might not be teaching, but whatever it might be, a lot of times that that step of faith comes first. Like the, the David and Goliath, you know, it's like David's got to just, he's got to chase that bear first. Yeah, He's got to yeah. chase that lion first. He's got to go fight Goliath first. Yeah, And then faith is continued, you know, like built up and God's faithfulness is real more and more and more, right? Yeah, 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 totally, right? Like go out on a limb, see that God is there over and over and over again, it gets harder to ignore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> not to be a, it's not a downer at all, but part of like when I was wrestling with this David and Goliath story was like, do the Davids, do they always kill the bears? <laughs> right? Yeah. Do they always right. kill the lions? Do they always, quote unquote, beat the Goliaths, right? And yeah. you know, you get to Hebrews 11, the answer is no. Right. Right? right. Like, you just don't hear about those people because like, <laughs> there's nothing to write about. But I think when you allow God to wear the big crown and you're pursuing his glory and you're taking a step of faith, like part of this is being okay with either result. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like Redefining I'm, what the win is. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. And you know, in this story for God's purposes, David, dude, he, he took the lion, he took the bear, he, he beat Goliath, but mm-hmm. you know, they're believers. They're people God uses where maybe you don't. Yeah. Yeah, know, yeah. The lion gets yeah. the best of you, the bear gets the best of you, but your life glorifies God. Yeah. Your sacrifice glorifies God. And and I think part of that faith in taking those steps of faith is like it's not believing that you're guaranteed to win. Yeah. It's being okay with either result. Yeah. And say, Well, God's gonna get the glory. And God can. <laughs> like yeah. God is has the ability to 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 get me through this, you know. But if he chooses not to because it's for his glory and yeah it's our good and we just trust that he'll be okay yeah that's a great point i was thinking that during the sermon of like you know it's it's awesome that this happened yeah but like the lesson isn't like go try to take on every you know Mm -hmm. disadvantage because god is always gonna get you there but and and that's where it just gets it's hard right like there's discernment of like okay like trying to understand where God is leading us, but I mean, you're better off. You're better off trying and failing yeah. every once in a while 
than just staying on the sidelines mm-hmm. and i think i think that's the idea and you know you know we're blessed that like rarely are we faced with a life or death yeah. situation and, and to kind of recognize that like for us the stakes aren't even they feel big to us and, and they yeah. are right like going out on a limb and mm-hmm. you know talking to somebody or or pursuing a certain calling or, or whatever yeah. it all feels big but we're blessed that it's like okay i don't have to go up against a giant with yeah a slingshot yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah no that's a great point and i think we're gonna we are gonna see that more this week you know mm-hmm. like yeah david has this kind of audaciousness about him yeah that uh you know i mean we'll see god there's times when guys kind of have to see reels it in a little bit yeah you know yeah. And i think for us it's something to look forward to that there is a way to be able to discern yeah when to fight the goliath right and when not to yeah you know, yeah, yeah. So. totally yeah, well, hey, thank you. I mean, I think it was uh, great just to be able to dive deeper into this. It's always uh, it's always refreshing for me to kind of flush it out and, and flush mm-hmm. out the implications. And um, I think it's, you know, it's, a, it's an ancient story that we've heard over and over, but it's so relevant. Yeah. And just everything we've talked about uh, just today in terms of, you know, ultimately who's wearing the big crown? Who are we living our life for? And, you know, are we willing to take a step of faith in those truths, you know, thousands of years later in our context, like, yeah, we might not have to fight the giant with an actual slingshot, but there are challenges in front of us where we're frightened, where wisdom of the world says, hey, you're at a disadvantage, right? You're not going to be able to accomplish what you think you're going to accomplish, but there's a God who says we can, you know, and ultimately it's on each of us to one choice at a time yeah you know either we're going to do it or we're not going to do it and i think the saul david goliath story it's as black and white as it gets Mm. we're either going to be like saul and just run and hide and and not or we're going to take a step of faith and see what happens yeah so Yeah. yeah i think i think that that truth is so practical and relevant for all of us yeah that's awesome man amen (laughs) cool well hey i just want to thank you as always um you know being here sharing just walking us through uh kind of this direction and really painting this picture of of what it looks like to um yeah i think live a life that's fully surrendered committed um yeah to god yeah this has been fun man it's cool to see it coming together Yeah. Yeah. All right, Brandon. Thanks again. Hope you all enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening.